Welcome to the Ohio Ministry Network podcast. The following audio was recorded at the 2014 Synergy Conference held in Gahanna, Ohio at Pathway Church. For more information, please visit our website, ohioministry.net. Well, good morning. How's everyone doing today? Good. Good. Well, uh, my name is Brandon Steed. Uh, I uh, currently am working at the Ohio Ministry Network. I'm the IT coordinator. Uh, I also uh, work up at Heartland uh, Conference Retreat Center. Um, I am the director of IT up there. I've been doing that uh, since January. Uh, prior to that, I was the program director and also one of the people that helped start the outdoor uh, school uh, that's going on there. And then uh, my passion is computers and uh, technology. And so uh, in January, I was able to transition uh, and serve down at the Ohio Ministry Network and then also uh, up at Heartland. Um, a few things that we're going to uh, cover today. There's a lot of uh, tips and things that I've learned uh, over the years. Uh, I know you have some of your own. Uh, in uh, working at camp, you get pulled every which direction. And so your time is very, uh, very valuable. Uh, I spent a lot of time on the uh, computer doing, uh, contacting schools and teachers and uh, making schedules and doing IT work on top of it. So I had to learn how to um, use my time more, efficient, uh, more efficiently, and then learn about, I had to find, kind of find tools uh, to help me with that. Uh, so those are the things, uh, kind of a broad overview of what I hope to cover. Um, is there anything that somebody, somebody uh, question or something that you're hoping that we get to or answer today? Anybody's dying to find out about? <laughs> okay, be more productive? Okay. All right, I just want to make sure if there's something somebody's dying to know that, that we make sure that we uh, cover that or at least uh, try to answer it. Um, synergy uh, is very uh, valuable. Uh, one of the highest uh, values is uh, the people in this room, not just the presenters, but the people in this room, uh, the networking uh, meeting and greeting, uh, strengthening our relationships with each other uh, because we're all on this journey together. And so any way that we can uh, better equip uh, and help each other out, uh, the better uh, things go all around and uh, the more glorifying to God uh, that is. Uh, the recordings uh, will be available on uh, the website, ohioministry.net. Uh, not sure when those will be available, but they will be at some point in the future. They'll also be available on iTunes, uh, and you can search Ohio Ministry Network on there. Uh, you can download them on your Android mobile devices. Um, also, this PowerPoint uh, will eventually be up on uh, the website as well, and I'd be happy uh, if anybody wants to give me their email address at the end, be happy to, to send it to you as well. Um, because my goal uh, for this session is to just speak from experience and give you some tools, things that I've learned about, and just impart uh, some knowledge uh, to you. Hopefully you have a uh, have one of these packets, the PowerPoint packet. There's also a, a smaller packet with uh, just some uh, good uh, keyboard shortcuts and uh, all the programs, or most of the programs that I'm going to be talking about today, that way you, know, you can check those out uh, for yourself. Um, to tell you a little bit more uh, about myself, uh, I have uh, lived in Ohio uh, pretty much all my life. I did live in Michigan for a couple years. I live in, yeah, wow, <laughs> no, just for about two years. Um, and, then I, and then I came back. I came back to my senses and uh, moved back to Ohio. Uh, I do live, uh, right now I live with my family in Ashley, Ohio, which is uh, just uh, north of Delaware. Uh, I have a wife and uh, a son, a year and a half old, and then we're expecting our second uh, child in August. Uh, I have a lot of experience with computers. Uh, I've probably been uh, working with computers since I was about um, six years old. Uh, if you remember, uh, does anybody remember the Commodore 64? or the TI-99, okay, late 70s, early 80s. That's what I started with, okay. Uh, I was born in 84, so they were just a little bit before my time, but I, I grew up with those, uh, mainly playing games, but also uh, I used to get uh, computer magazines. Uh, one of them was, I think, called the Computer Gazette. 
Uh, I don't, it's not published anymore as far as I know, but in the back, one of my favorite things was they had lines and lines of code that you could type in, and you could make your own game, you could create your own uh, little program, and I used to do that. You know, it'd take you eight to 12 hours to do, uh, but at the end, if you got everything correct, which a lot of times, you, most time you didn't because there's hundreds of things to type in, uh, you ended up with, with a pretty cool accomplishment, a uh, good sense of accomplishment and a little game that you could uh, show off to your friends. <clears throat> um, I did go to college uh, and got a two-year degree in computer programming, uh, and then I uh, got into outdoor education which was kind of a little bit of a, a, a side, not really my passion. I, I, I was raised to do my best at everything I endeavored to do, so I did that. I was okay at it, um, but it's not really my passion, but computers, technology they are, and I'm, I'm happy to be doing that now. Um, talk a little bit about why uh, this is important, is we all have the same amount of time in a day. We all have 24 hours, same number of minutes, number of seconds, same amount of time. And nowadays, uh, depending on what your job is, you may be at a computer, uh, like me, IT work, I'm 40 to 45 hours a week sitting at a computer. That may be you, okay? So since a lot of your time is spent at a computer or using some sort of mobile de uh, devices, technology that's out there, uh, it's important that uh, I think that we focus on using those devices more efficiently. Um, because uh, like me, uh, you probably get piled up with work. You've got you know, 10 different things you're trying to get accomplished, and it's, it's difficult to prioritize, difficult, difficult to just get all those things done. Um, and so today, I hope to provide you uh, with, some, uh, with some tools and tips. Uh, most of them are free, uh, by the way. Most of them don't, don't really require any investment. Some of them are paid. You can pay to, to upgrade uh, features. I want to talk about some just general productivity tips, uh, just in general, uh, not necessarily have to do with technology, but just some things that, from experience that I've learned. Uh, talk about some hardware, software uh, that's available, and then uh, I'll talk maybe a minute or two about the resource uh, list at the end. I wanted to have something for you to take home with you. That way you can, because you may not see me again or, you know, it, you may never see me again, so um, so I want to make sure you you had that had that available uh, to you. And uh, Brent gave you my contact information at the beginning. Uh, just some uh, general uh, productivity tips. Uh, one of the good uh, good things to do is get a good night of rest. Okay, and the, um, in the in the Bible, one of the biblical uh, principles is resting. That the seventh day, that's you know, really for your bodies to recuperate. And even at night, you know, if you, instead of staying up late and watching, you know, uh, that movie that's on at 10 o'clock, I do it. I'm guilty of I've done it before. Um, and it's hard. Um, you know, record that movie. Um, you know, get, get a good night's uh, worth of rest. That way you can be more efficient during the day. You can be awake. Uh, you can make wiser, uh, quicker decisions and hopefully just be overall uh, more productive. Use reminders. Um, this is uh, something that, that really helps me. I call it uh, offloading. Uh, so because it, you know things are coming at you and you're thinking, how am I going to get all this done? How am I going to remember to do those things? And so reminders are a great tool. Um, there's a picture of Post-it notes. That's, that's good if you just want to you know, old school, uh, write down a post-it note or a scrap piece of paper, that's fine. I'm also going to show you some electronic type post-it notes, uh, some corkboard uh, things that I use. That's uh, all um, available on the, on the web, um, on the internet, um, that you can access from, from anywhere. Good thing is take breaks. Uh, a lot of times um, you'll be working on a project, you'll be going hard at it, and then um, you know, two hours into it, you'll just hit this point. At least I do. Um, maybe you can. Maybe you do too. Hopefully, um, but uh, you hit this point where you kind of plateau, and even performance tends to drop, and you get a little bit of refresher. So breaks are okay. Uh, okay to do. Shift gears. Uh, switching projects. Um, if you um, know know yourself, know when uh, you are most productive. 
Okay, for me, it happens between uh, about 7 and 10 a.m. in the morning is when I get the most of things done mentally. I'm the most awake. Some of you are looking at me like, that's too early. Um, but uh, you know what it is for you. It might be after lunch. It might be mid-morning. Whatever it is, um, you know, know yourself. Uh, know about, uh, you know, your uh, efficiency uh, cycle. And know when you need to shift gears. Sometimes you just you work on a project you're working on a task, and you, you just need to take a break for a few hours, work on something else. Maybe it's something you don't really like working on. You've been procrastinating. Okay, I've done that. And uh, one of the things that I, uh, that I do is I'll, I'll work on it for a while. Something, if it's something I really don't really like doing, I'll work on it for a while and then switch to something uh, more fun. Uh, but I try to maximize my productivity time uh, in the morning. All right. Um, some other things that are uh, that are uh, good that can help uh, is making yourself comfortable, making your uh, your environment comfortable. Why not make it? If you're going to spend uh, a lot of time in a given spot, make it fun. Put some pictures of family. Uh, get a chair that's comfortable. Get one of those ergonomic chairs. You know, you, when you have uh, when you're stressed and you've got you know some back. Your, your muscles are all tensed up. It's a lot harder uh, to be, be productive. Maybe you need some soft music playing in the background, but, but do what, what you need um, to help you, uh, help you uh, focus. Uh, eliminate distractions. Uh, there's, uh, it's so easy, and maybe you don't have problems with this. I used to struggle with uh, checking Facebook uh, while at work. It's hard because you think, oh, I've got to see always what everybody's doing and what's going on. Um, and the same thing with um, email. You know, you don't need to check your email every two minutes to see, unless you're waiting for something important to come through. Um, you know, just checking it, that takes time. And it shifts your, your mindset away into something that you probably don't need to be working on. You need to be focusing on this other thing. So, um, you know, with with the emails, I try to check my email just a few times a day, you know, in the morning when I get in, uh, and then two or three times uh, throughout the day. Uh, I used to just leave it open and, you know, check it every two minutes. Um, and I found myself going in and, and just basically wasting time uh, with that. Uh, work on one task at a, t at a time. Uh, don't multitask. Now, I understand sometimes there's tasks, especially... Uh, if you start something, you're starting. You're maybe you're making a bunch of copies, or you're uh, on the computer. You started this computer, uh, this process, and maybe it takes 10 minutes or 15 minutes to accomplish. Okay, that's a good time to use that time instead of standing there and waiting for the printer to finish. Um, you know, use it, uh, use it to work on other things. But uh, that doesn't mean you work on three and four, ten different projects at the same time. Okay. Um, there's a picture I found when I was uh, researching, uh, kind of looking uh, around on the internet, and I don't know if you can read the, the bottom there, but uh, it's one of those pictures, and then they have a, a word, and they have either why saying or something funny at the bottom. Um, but it says, uh, multitasking, because we needed another word for unable to focus on the task at hand. Okay? <laughs> so, um, this guy... <laughs> He's doing a lot of different things at once. It looks like he's, he's driving. He's uh, on his phone. He's trying to probably dial a number. You know, he's got this Bluetooth. He's drinking coffee. He's not really looking at the road. So he's probably thinking about his next meeting. He's, do, he's doing a lot of, lot of things. He's actually uh, hoping his uh, luck doesn't run out that day because that's a pretty dangerous thing uh, to be uh, doing. Um, as far as uh, scheduling, uh, when I talk about scheduling, I'm talking about um, scheduling your priorities. Okay, have you all seen this? You've probably seen the jar with the rocks, and uh, the idea is, uh, if you, it's kind of a little bit hard to see, but if you, there's two jars here on the left side. There's a jar that's got looks like some sand and some rocks, and it's kind of just coming out of the top. And then on the right side, you see. All those rocks, all that sand, all those items, they fit in that same jar. Okay? And the difference is, is the order that they were put in. So uh, you know what that means for you uh, is big rocks first, 
Little Rocks second. So Big Rocks, uh, things that you know need to get done, you work on those first. Okay, there's times when you just got to pound stuff out and get those things um, done, and you know what they are. Okay, schedule your priorities, and I've I've really worked uh, to do that, and it's really amazing how it works because you schedule your priorities, you do the things that are important, and then you have a more time available for the things that maybe aren't aren't as far up there as far as priorities, but you have more time for maybe more of the fun stuff and things that that you really like to do. All right, so uh, one of the hardware uh, solutions, now we're moving into more of the, the technology side of things, is uh, dual monitors. How many of you have dual monitors? So there's three people maybe, okay? So not that many. Now, uh, basically what uh, dual monitors is, you may be thinking, what is that? Why would I want dual monitors? Well, dual monitors is simply you have two uh, computer screens that are attached to one computer. So you've got one computer and it operates both computer screens. And what it does is if you look at that picture there, it extends your visual workspace and what you have available. Okay. Um, some of the benefits. Okay. The, the major benefit uh, to having dual monitors is there are research studies out there, and it depends which one you look at. Um, but there are research studies, out there, there's quite a few of them, that uh, they have found uh, that you will see between a 9 and a 50% increase in productivity just from using dual monitors. Okay? Um, I started probably about six years ago. I got a second monitor. I was up at Heartland, and I was the very first person. And people thought I was nuts. My coworkers are like, why do you need two monitors? This is just... You don't need that. That's too much. And uh, over time, those same people say, I'd like to try dual monitors. And I set them up, and then after about the first day of getting used to it, they won't go back. And uh, anybody who's used dual monitors, if you've tr- tried to work on a computer that just has a single monitor, it's like this, like the, the walls close in, and you, you just feel limited uh, in what you can do. Uh, which I, I'm, I'm going to talk about some of the, some of the things here on the next slide, we'll, I'll tell you some of the practical things you can use it for. Um, you know, I use it for a lot of times when I write code. I will have my like a website. If I'm developing a website, I can have the website up on one screen and I can be coding on the other, and I can watch what's happening. It, pretty cool. You can do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. Um, So how do you go about doing this, okay? Well, you need a computer that can handle two monitors. Now, if, you, if your computer, if your primary computer is a, a laptop, a notebook, something like that, it most likely has a video port in it, and you can just uh, use, like, this picture down on the right there. Okay, they've got a monitor plugged in, and then they've got their, their laptop there. If you've got a desktop, um, a lot of the uh, desktops do not come, or the older ones do not come with a dual monitor or two monitor ports, two video ports. And so uh, you might have to purchase a video card for that, which they run pretty inexpensive, between $15 and $50, depending on what you, I mean, you can spend 500 on one if you wanted, with all the bells and whistles. But you can get a basic one for relatively inexpensive, and you just put that in there. A lot of the new uh, desktops, they come with, uh, they come with dual monitor uh, ports. So you, you may or may not need to do that. And if you need help installing it, there's probably a, a young tech guy that you know. Uh, it's about a, it takes about two, three minutes to actually install and set up. Yes? It's called YouTube. YouTube's another, another place. Yep. Um, yes? You can actually use an iPad for your second monitor, too. Can you? That is awesome. So if you have a Mac, you can use. That's awesome. I'm gonna try that. I didn't, I've never tried that. <laughs> um, and then of course you need a second monitor. Uh, two monitors. You need the cables for it. You may have a monitor sitting in the closet, so you may not have to invest 
anymore. A lot of times when you buy a new computer, they give you a new monitor with it. So you, you might have that. You may need to purchase one, uh, and they, they aren't too bad. Uh, usually you can get a, get a decent one for 100, 150. You can get a, a nice used one, like on eBay, or even I found them at Goodwill for $25, $50. Uh, that works perfect. It's a few years old, but it, it works. A lot of them are still working that I, that I have. So, um, and just another picture here to show you uh, kind of what it looks like and what you can do. You can see this is one computer, and what he's got on the left side, he's got uh, you know, some programs open, and then he's got a completely different program open. And he's got this, this window that's whatever's in the middle there is spanning both, both computers. Okay? Um, <laughs> so uh, some practical uses uh, that you can uh, use it for. Uh, you can run uh, multiple programs, multiple applications simultaneously. Okay, so you can have your you can have your email on one screen. You can have a Word document on the other, and you can be typing. You can be you can have an email that you're referencing, and then have a new email started on the other screen. It's really endless in the ways you can use it. Uh, it really helps you so that you don't have to keep switching like a taskbar or Finder. If you're Mac, you have to switch between all your applications or use the keyboard shortcuts. You know, if you have ten different windows open at once, which I do a lot. Um, you, it, it just makes things easier. You can have it, it's always up there on one screen, and then you, you can you know, have, have things on both screens. Uh, you can share data between applications. Uh, and what I mean by this, if you're doing a lot of copy and pasting, okay, uh, you know, you've got an Excel document, you're copying a section, and you've got multiple sections to copy, and there you, you, you've got to do some special copy operations, uh, you know, you can copy it and you can switch to your other screen and then paste it and then you can go back and forth and it helps you to keep track. At least in my mind it is it's a lot easier to keep track of where you're at in your in your process. And of course it will help you make the, the data will be will be more air free. Um, using one screen for reference information, it's an email. Maybe you're looking on the uh, internet uh, you know, YouTube, you're watching YouTube, you're trying to figure out how to do something, you have that up on one screen, you can be uh, on the other screen working. It's easy to compare files. Uh, you know, if two Word documents open, you want to see uh, the differences. And then viewing instructional uh, videos there. All right, just a few things to be aware of uh, with the dual monitors. Uh, it obviously will take up more desk space. So before you do that, uh, think about that. Uh, you know, do you have space for it? Uh, if you don't and you really want to do it, I, I would really suggest getting two monitors, uh, even if they're smaller. Two monitors, at least in my, from my experience, is better than one large one. It's better to have two medium or two small ones because you just have more, uh, more space there. You do, there is an initial uh, cost of hardware. It can be distracting at times. So this is where having Facebook or YouTube up on another screen or having your email up, you know, to practice uh, not allowing yourself to be distracted. And just like, like any tool or anything really in life, there's, there's pros and cons, pluses, minuses to each, uh, to each thing. Uh, it's not really for everyone. Uh, most people, I think, will benefit from it, but it more depends on your job. If you spend a lot of your day uh, doing data entry, things like that, and you need to have reference material up, it's a very good use. If you're just one of those people that's in the office for you know an hour a day, or you know you're in and out, you probably aren't going to benefit that much. But people who spend a lot of time, uh, a lot of doing a lot of hard work at a computer, they're the ones who benefit uh, most. Uh, but bottom line, in most cases, uh, they are worth the investment because they, they do cost a little bit of money to start, and then, they're, and then they're a little bit of electricity. They're going to use more electricity, uh, but in the end, you'll be more, a little bit more productive. Now, even if you only get 15 to 20% increase in productivity from this, okay? Even if you only get 15 to 20%, that works out to be about 10 to 12 minutes every hour, 
Okay, it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but if you add it up over a whole eight-hour day, that's an hour to an hour and a half of time that you could have available for other things to get caught up on work, uh, you know, to, to, to make the phone calls you need to make, whatever, whatever you need to do. How's everyone doing? Good? You're with me? All right, so we'll move in uh, to uh, talk about some uh, different software tools. Uh, I will say I've tried uh, pretty much all of them that I'm going to show you, and then there's some that I, that I haven't. There's some that I don't really like. I tried and they just didn't fit me. And so just because I like to use it doesn't mean I expect you to use the software or just you know, really like it. Uh, you're really going to have to find what fits for you. Okay, it's, it's one of those things, you just try different things and see what, uh, what works for you. Uh, there are uh, numerous different file sharing, uh, syncing uh, tools. There's list managers. We'll talk about uh, just some different ideas and, and programs that you can use uh, for meeting uh, and collaboration. There's some open source alternatives, uh, which we'll talk about open source and what that is. Uh, but we'll start with uh, file sharing and uh, syncing tools. Basically, uh, what these are, uh, these are tools that, are, uh, that do just that. They allow you to share files with other people. They could be, uh, they could be you know, your, your boss or your, your kids, friends, family, whoever it is. You choose who you want to share them with. And then uh, the file syncing allows you to synchronize and keep files synchronized between devices or locations, okay? Um, and they, they have some practical uh, uses, uh, which, we'll, uh, which I'll get to. Um, they are uh, what we call cloud-based, okay? Uh, cloud-based uh, simply means that they utilize the internet in order to function. They're up, they call it in the cloud. Um, it's out there on servers, on computers, somewhere in the world, and it's accessible uh, over the internet, okay? Um, some practical uses, uh, file backup. Uh, a lot of the uh, tools, uh, popular one is Dropbox. I like Dropbox. Um, it's a great way to backup files uh, because you can put them in your uh, Dropbox and then they're in the cloud somewhere and you have peace of mind. Also, if you have those programs, such as Dropbox, and it's synchronizing with the cloud, you also have a copy on your computer, too. So you have at least two, two copies, and then when it's in the cloud, companies that have data storage in the cloud, they're usually very, they have uh, redundancy built in and uh, security uh, built in to keep your data safe in case of a, a natural disaster. Another useful thing is to transfer data uh, uh, quickly and automatically to other devices. Okay, an example, I have two offices. I have one down at the Ohio Ministry Network, and I have one up at Heartland. I also work from home sometimes, and so I have Dropbox on all those computers. And so when I want to transfer a file, I'm kind of gotten away from using jump drives, little USB drives, I use Dropbox. Because all I have to do is drop the file into Dropbox, and then I know within, usually a few, within a minute, the computer, all the other computers I have connected will have that file updated, or those files. Okay, so it's a really quick way. Uh, it's a quick way to send people things, especially if you're sharing, um, you know, you're, you're sharing, uh, you know, meeting notes or something. You can drop them in there, and then if you're sharing that, that file with them, they'll get it on there. They'll be able to access it really pretty quick. Uh, depending on the internet connection, it can be just in a, in a few seconds. Um, they can share with, with uh, staff and friends. Um, some examples, uh, just give you a list here of, of all of them. I've tried uh, pretty much all of these. Except for, uh, I haven't tried Walla. I think that's how you say that. And uh, Box. Um, but uh, the, the, most of these are, are, well, they're all free. Some of them have a paid uh, portion that you can pay. They give you various amounts of storage. Uh, but I'd say probably the, these top three are, are pretty popular. Um, Dropbox, 
is, is really pretty near the top. How many have heard of Dropbox? How many use Dropbox? A few people. Okay. Um, so Dropbox, they start you out. They, they don't give you a whole lot of space. They give you two gigabyte. Um, but you can pay and add more. You can also, they have incentives. You can invite friends and upload photos and things, and they will give you more storage. Um, I just have the two gigabyte account. I think I have a little more. Um, I think I got, got completed some of the incentives, and they gave me a little bit more. Uh, but it works pretty well for, uh, for what I do. Uh, SkyDrive is another one I like to use in Google Drive. SkyDrive is from Microsoft. Uh, so if you're not a Microsoft fan, uh, you probably won't use this, but yes. Sure. Yes, um, a lot of these, it's a good question. Um, the question was, this is for recording uh, purposes, um, about synchronizing files and how uh, you can access files that you edit at home at the office. Um, most of these have um, clients that you can download. So like Dropbox has a Dropbox, they call it Dropbox client. You can download and install on the computer. It's also, you can access through a web browser I like the client because then all you have to do to do what, you, what you're saying, you just save it in that, that Dropbox location, just a folder on your computer, and then you go to work or wherever you're at, and the file will be there up to date. So um, SkyDrive, Google Drive, they have their own. I think Box has theirs. I'm not sure about Walla. I don't really know much about them, but they, they are out there. Um, Google Drive, uh, you need to have a Gmail account. Gmail is free, and they give you a pretty generous 15 gigabyte to start with, um, but it's shared with your Gmail, uh, which for most people, if you're just sending text emails, you're not sending a lot of photos and downloading a lot of attachments, people aren't sending those to you, then 15 gigabyte is, is plenty. Um, but uh, you know, there's lots of options, and you can have all three of these or all five of these on your computer at once. You, know, you have your files in different areas. Just have some way to keep track of uh, where, where they're at. Brandon, could I make a suggestion on that too? Would yes, sure. It's great, especially if you're sharing it, it's great. But make a copy of it and take it off of Dropbox. If you share it with somebody and they take it out of Dropbox, it's gone. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're sharing it with the file, mm -hmm. if Brent and I are sharing a, drop, you know, like a file and I, we're both watching it, but he takes it out and saves it to his computer, it's not in Dropbox anymore. Yeah. It's always good to have backups of data. I mean, no matter what you do, to have a have a backup. Um, I think with Dropbox, and I don't share a whole lot of uh, files, but I think you can set read-only permissions possibly on it, so they can't edit it. But he's right. If they've got full access and they accidentally delete it or they move it, it's gone. Um, uh, Dropbox, the, the company might be able to recover it for you. They probably can, um, but I've actually never had that happen, well, thankfully. Yeah. 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 Good tip there. Um, some of these uh, services, I know Dropbox encrypts your uh, data, which means they basically turn it into an unreadable form. So if someone were to actually download the data, they can't actually read it. It looks like garbled uh, trash uh, to them. Uh, some of these other ones, I don't know if the other ones encrypt. I tried to look online and research, but I know Dropbox specifically says they do. There are some... If you're concerned about data uh, security and people getting a hold of uh, sensitive information, uh, it's probably best not to put it up on a service like that. The other thing is if you have to put something up there and maybe you don't want other people getting a hold of, um, there's some add-on um, services that you can, uh, I think one of them is called, in my notes here, uh, Box Cryptor, and it will encrypt 
and help you to upload and keep your files secure. But Dropbox, I know, does automatically uh, encrypt your files. Yes? How do you actually share with somebody who's not on your account? I've never used a sharing. Sure. Yet, so. um, Dropbox is just an email address. So you're saying, I'm going to share with John Smith. And you can share with multiple people, and you can have multiple people accessing it. And you don't have to share your entire account. So you might have a Dropbox account, and you might have you know, 10 different folders, and maybe you only want to share one of the folders. That's fine. You decide what you want to share with people. You decide if they have read access or if they, you know, what, what they're allowed to do. Um, is email. And basically, it's just them going there. Um, and signing up for a Dropbox account. I think they can even log in. Just log, just go into the website, logging in. Uh, and they'll get an email that says, so-and-so shared a file with you. And you, they can click that link and, and go see them. Um, Google Drive, I'm pretty sure to share with other people, they have to have a Gmail account. And I think the same way with SkyDrive, you have to have a Microsoft Live account. Those are free. That's one of the downsides um, to them. And those companies are trying to, trying to link you um, to themselves. All right, so uh, the next thing I want to show you, I'm, I've actually got some of these programs up. Uh, I'm going to demonstrate for you uh, kind of how they work. Uh, but list managers, uh, what are they? Just It can be uh, a manager that manages your shopping list. It could be um, you know, a way to uh, manage your to-do list. Uh, you know, there's all different ways. Maybe uh, you know, tasks for somebody else you're managing, or maybe you had a brainstorming session, you've got a list of, list of ideas to explore. But there's all different ways uh, that you can use them. I use them a lot, uh, these list managers I'm going to show you. I, mean, I use them a lot for reminders. Uh, I'll show you that virtual corkboard I like to use. Uh, use them a lot for reminders. Uh, prioritizing organization, I like to use colors a lot. Uh, whether it's Excel, a spreadsheet, or it's a reminder. I like different things in different colors because it visually uh, helps me. Um, but the tools, um, they're all, uh, all these are free. Uh, and the first one, uh, listings, you just go to, to list, listthings.com. The information is in the resource packet. But this is uh, the virtual corkboard uh, that I like to use. There's other ones available out there. Uh, I'll, I'll demo that for you. Evernote, which is the green elephant icon there, uh, that is a very good tool uh, for if you have a lot of meetings. You have an iPad. You can put this Evernote app on your iPad. You can take notes at your meetings. And then uh, it even allows you that you can um, synchronize your notes with your computer. You can also share those notes. So if your coworker was sick and they couldn't go to the meeting, you can, after it's done, you can uh, share that with them, send it to them, and they can, they can have the notes. Uh, it's very useful. Um, it's, Evernote is basically it's a digital uh, notebook system so you can make these what are called notebooks on there virtual notebooks and you can have a notebook for you know personal you have a notebook for uh, you know staff meetings you know all those different things whatever whatever's going to fit you it'll go on your phone too, phone too. Uh, I think Android and an iPhone um, and all those devices sync together so pr all uh, pretty much every all the tools I'm sharing with you today they're available on your mobile device. If you have a smartphone, have an Android, iPhone, most of them uh, available. They're available on Mac, available on Windows. Uh, they're also available online. So a lot of these, they're, they're designing things now to all work together. So you've got everything's in the cloud, but you can access it from anywhere. And then Remember the Milk, which I think is a pretty cool name uh, for a program. It's a task uh, or a, a list, uh, list manager. Um, but I'm going to show you, and I'm actually going to probably sit down here. That way I can actually uh, demo it for you. But I have got, um, I wanted to show you this list things here. Okay. I've logged into my list things account, and I have created a, just a demo uh, cork board. Okay. And what you can do is this simply you can add, um, you can add uh, post-it notes to it. Okay. And you just click there. 
and you can add a post-it note. So what's, what would be a task we'd want to say, I need to call my, call my brother. Okay, I'm going to call my dentist. What else? What are some other tasks? Eat lunch. <laughs> lunch is in a while. <laughs> okay. So, um, so we've got, you, you can add as many as you want uh, to that. You can change, I like about it, you can change the color. Just click this little button. Okay. You can take it and you can move this around. You have different things moved around wherever. And they have a number of different colors here. So you can color code however, however you want. Uh, and then across the top, okay, there are, uh, you'll see there's, uh, there's some tabs up here. And you'll see I have, I try to follow the, the rocks in the jar. And so you see I've got different tabs. I've got boulders, I've got rocks, pebbles, sand. And so I'll just show you, you know, example. This page, see I've got my tasks. And I, because I work at two places, I've got upcoming things on one side at the one office and the other thing I need to, to work on, on the, at the other office on the other side. Um, but it, this is a really good way uh, just to keep track of things. It's available on the web. You just go to listthings.com, sign in. It's an email address. It's real quick to sign up for it, and you can get to it uh, from any uh, web-enabled device. There's not, as far as I know, there's not an app uh, for iPhone or for Android, it's all all web-based. You have to keep your browser open. Yes. Yep. And this is. You have a second monitor. We so <laughs> <laughs> keep it open. Uh, the other thing, uh, there's what I I use Chrome a lot for. Uh, this is Google Chrome. This is pretty decent browser. Uh, there's a lot of decent browsers out there. Firefox is okay. Safari's fine. Um, Internet Explorer can work okay. Uh, but uh, I tend to stay away from it. I use uh, usually Chrome. Uh, and what you can do with Chrome, uh, you can actually set what tabs open at the top. And so you can set up, you know, have your, your tabs open, and then you can set it so that when you open Chrome, it opens those up every time. And that's what I do because I don't like things cluttering up my desktop. So you know, if you don't want to leave the window open, you can you have it set like that. And then what I like is you can... Take off the post-it notes. That's like try to get as many points as possible in the day. Uh, take off, check off as many things. You can just check those off there. It'll ask you. Do I want to delete it? Yes, it's fine. Okay. You can also share these boards, so you can share them uh, with other people. I used this uh, last year as I was transitioning more into IT because um, we had other uh, program managers that were. Um, just it was a good way to communicate because I had a tab for them, things that I needed them to do, and I would just put things, post-it notes on there, and they could check it at home. They could check it, um, you know, online. They could put notes on mine. So you, you can you can do do all that there. You can add as many tabs as you want or as few, uh, whatever uh, whatever you want to do there. Yes. Yeah. 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 Evernote. I did try that, and it didn't have the colors, and I like lots of colors. So, and I thought it was really cool to have a, a cork board like that. Um, so, uh, that's what I went with. I tr I tried a lot, <laughs> a lot of different ones. Another one I tried uh, is Remember the Milk, uh, which uh, this here is web-based. It's also there's an app uh, for this, and you can. What I like about this is you can actually, um, you can you can add tabs, but you can um, when you're adding a task. If you're saying I'm going to walk the dog, okay, and you want to do it on a certain day, okay. So say you're in a Mar on March 20th, uh, you're going to walk the dog. You can type it in, and it will put it in your list. And it will give you, apparently that's Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
quick way to, to populate that. You can also come in and you can edit these tasks. If you look over on the right side there, there's lots of uh, little things. You can uh, do reminders. You can have it recurring. Uh, you can change the priority, which, if you hit the number key, yep. let me click out of that. I think you've got to check it. But you can change the priority of things um, and come over here and do it. You can also hit the, hit the number keys. And again, there's colors there, so I like it. Um, but you can have different tabs. Uh, they have inbox, you have personal, study, work. These are just the basic ones uh, they set up. I used this for a while, and then I found listings. And so this kind of went by um, the wayside. You can set this up uh, so that you can actually email your tasks to it. So if you uh, think of a task that you need to do when you get home, you can set it up for your email and just send an email uh, to Remember the Milk, and it will add it to your list. So I use that. Yes? Yes, your smartphones um, have uh, the, it doesn't have this full screen. It mainly just has your uh, it'll show you the task list that you you have up, and you can switch between tasks list task list. You can add tasks there. You can basically do everything you can from here. Um, this is probably a little bit quicker, especially if you're adding a lot of things. But if you're checking things off and moving stuff around, phone works fine. Listings is all is all web based. There's no app for uh, listings. But if you have an iPad or something that can get to the internet, then then you're okay for it. And the one thing I will say about uh, listings is they've gotten better. And has anybody ever used listings? Anybody ever heard of it? No, <laughs> the only odd one. Um, the one thing I will say about listings is from time to time their site does run um, a little bit uh, slow. Uh, I don't know why it'll go for months, work fine, and then it'll slow down, uh, and then sometimes it won't let you log in. That's one of the the only downside I really don't like about it is is that there. But usually uh, it's fine, uh, and I just uh, leave it open uh, and use it as as my task uh, manager. All right, we got to keep moving. We got about ten minutes here. So um, let's see, what else? We'll go back to the All right, so move on to uh, meeting and collaboration tools. Uh, and these are uh, tools for face-to-face -face meetings, uh, meetings with others from afar, interviews. okay? Uh, and I, I've listed a few. I'm sure you have uh, some of your your own there. Uh, the one uh, I used to interview a lot of people uh, because with uh, camp and the outdoor school, every spring, every fall, we would hire probably about five, around five people every every one of those seasons. Well, you put out uh, a job. Uh, opening uh, listings, and you may get 20 different people. Some of the people may live in California. They might be in Nevada. They might be in Florida. They're not from around here, a lot of them, that, that, that I interviewed. Um, and so, you know, it's really hard to ask somebody to fly, buy a $500 ticket and fly across the country for an hour-long interview. It, it's really difficult. It's hard for me to ask. Um, you know, in some, in the corporate world, they might say, well, they must not really want the job, but uh, we always tried to take care of the people that we were interviewing. Um, and so one of the tools we would use is Skype, uh, which I like to say that's a little bit better than a phone interview, but it's not quite face-to-face, -face, but it, it can be as much as through technology. And that, uh, you just need a, a, a webcam uh, for that. Um, some of the things... Uh, with Skype, occasionally we had problems with them not having a good internet connection, or maybe um, their the audio wasn't coming through. Uh, in that case, sometimes we could see them, so we just picked up the phone and, and called them, and so they're on the phone talking to us, uh, which works fine. But that's a tool that that I've used. Uh, probably I've done probably at least 15 to 20 interviews through Skype, uh, and it, very useful. Um, 
Another thing, list things. I know we already talked a lot about this. This is, if you're uh, doing a meeting, this is a, a good way to, you can share that cork board with multiple people and they can be adding their ideas on there. So if you're doing a brainstorming session, they can be adding uh, their, uh, their post-it notes at the same time. And you can actually see it happening. So it's pretty quiet. Play around with the computers, share it on this, and then log in on this one, and then add it, and then look over here and watch it up here. And yeah, so it's that's a good tool uh, <laughs> for that. <laughs> I was testing it, but I was also having fun. Um, some other uh, the another uh, I think you say Lino Lino IT Lino it maybe. Um, that's another uh, post-it note thing, and you can share it. It's a lot like listings, um, but it does have uh, Japanese. It's like Japanese site, but it works, and you can. But getting it set up is like I don't read Japanese, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, Lino lets you put uh, pictures on there, which is which is really cool. So you can post-it note with a picture on there, and do regular regular post-it notes. Uh, and then Google Docs, which I'll show you. Does anybody use Google Docs? You guys use it for meetings? Have you ever done that? I used okay. to back up videos because Apple, you can't upload iCloud videos. They probably don't want to use up all their space or something. Right. Well, I use it for that, like birthdays okay. or something yeah. important. You know, uh, maybe a demo or something. Use it for that. Yeah. Well, uh, Google Docs is another one of those meeting collaboration tools. Uh, which you need a Gmail account uh, for it to work. Uh, but I've logged into my Gmail account here. I've gone to Google Docs, and I'll just go into a spreadsheet I just you know, set up here uh, just to kind of demo uh, for you. Uh, but it is possible, you can just like listings and other things, you can share this document, have everybody logged in, everybody sees the editing and things that are going on at the same time. So what's... Sure. Um, <laughs> actually, I can share it with somebody, but um, we're running short on time. Uh, but uh, what you can do, uh, you can do, uh, Google Docs is great for, you know, like uh, this is Excel, but I use it for brainstorming. I use Excel a lot. I spend a lot of my days in Excel. Uh, but, you know, you can have everybody logged in, and if you're looking for, say, uh, some drink options, Okay, you can have uh, people, they can, they can be filling things in, and you can actually see it happening live as they're, as they're typing things. And Google Docs even shows, um, you can even see what cell each user has selected. Like if Susie has, you know, this cell selected, it'll show a box around that, it shows the color. It's pretty nifty. Yes? Everybody has their own Gmail. Okay. You can log into the same. Okay. I, well, I actually haven't tried that, but I think that would work. But I know when you share it, that's the only way I've, okay. you share it with other. And it has to be a Gmail account. Again, that's Google's thing. You have to have a Gmail account. Um, but what's, what's nice about Google Docs is most of us have, uh, we have ways to edit uh, spreadsheets on our computers. Uh, just using the programs that are that are installed, and what you can do is you can actually uh, come up here and you can save. Um, you can download this file, and you can it has a bunch of different formats, and you can download that file as a regular Excel spreadsheet. You can also start an Excel spreadsheet or a Word document. Different, there's numerous ones that you can start. You can start it on your computer, and then you can upload it to Google Docs, and it will convert it to the Google Docs format, and then you can. Um, you know, email it, uh, download it, you know, whatever you need to do. Uh, and then, you know, they're really big on sharing. So there's lots of places to share. And if I wanted to share this, I'd just come up here and click share. And after it pops up here, if it pops up, I can enter the information there who I'm going to uh, share it with. So use that. It's a good way, especially if you have people like, you know, five different locations, and you're doing like a phone conference, you can, this can be kind of like your, it's a cheap video conference. You know, everybody can be logged in, everybody can see what's going on. Um, you know, you can do, uh, I, I think you can do PowerPoints in here too. 
but at least Word documents, PDFs, you know, you can show show them. Users can follow along if you're doing a presentation with with all these. Uh, yeah, I mean Google has a lot of apps. Um, there's we don't have time to go over all of them. I don't even use all of them. Some of them I don't even really um, know what they are. They they have just in the Gmail, Google. They have I don't know probably 50 different things that you can you can do. And it's hard keeping them all straight what they do. Um, but they, I, I tried to pick out a few that um, that'll be useful uh, for you, uh, and then. We've only got about two minutes here. We've got to start wrapping things up here. Uh, Our schedule says it's until 11.10. 11.10. They told me to leave a few minutes at the end. So, uh, well, we'll keep going. We'll keep, does anyone have any questions? Are we going to have any questions? A few people. Okay. Well, maybe we'll just stop probably seven or eight minutes early, so we'll do, we'll do a little more here. So, um, and then on the next page, uh, just talk about open source. Does anyone use open source software? Do they know what it is? Maybe? Okay. Uh, open source, um, it, it just means that the software, uh, whatever program it is, uh, denotes uh, that the software uh, for which the original source code is made freely available. Okay, so uh, basically that, that allows uh, people... Uh, programmers or anybody who wants to learn, they can download the source code, they can modify it, they can add functionality to it. Uh, that's how they might have used Firefox. Firefox, a lot of the extensions and add-ons you can get, like anybody can write those. Uh, same with um, Google, um, the Play Store, you can, you can write those. Uh, I think Chrome, you can even write your, write your own if you know. I, I haven't delved into that. Uh, yet, uh, but those are things uh, that you can do. Um, some of the uh, whys, why you would, uh, why you might use open source. One is cost, uh, because open source software uh, is usually it's free. You might have to pay for the disk, which uh, sometimes, especially if you buy it like on eBay, they'll charge you a, like a shipping fee. But uh, most of the time, uh, the software is free. You can try it. Uh, a lot of times, it's it's very it's very capable uh, software. There's lots of features, lots of plugins, uh, and a lot of times they're easier to use. Um, but there's some free free programs out there, you know, um, and some I've listed some alternatives. Especially if you don't, you know, you got a tight budget and you really, you know, you really can't spend a lot of money. You can spend a lot of money, especially on like things like Microsoft Office. You know, they 100 to 150 dollars a license, and if you've got 12, 15 people, you that that adds up quickly. Um, an alternative, Open Office. I use this uh, at home. Uh, I also use it at work a little bit. We have Office there, but uh, Open Office uh, can open and edit Microsoft Office files. So that's what's really cool. It can open that, and it also has its own formats. It's uh, File formats that, that you can use as well. Uh, Outlook uh, for email. A lot of people use uh, Outlook, uh, depending on how you're set up, or Outlook Express. One that I really like to use, uh, and I would use uh, primarily, uh, is uh, Mozilla Thunderbird. These are from the same people that made Firefox. Uh, but Thunderbird will let you, um, it's an email client. So, um, and when I say client, I'm talking about when you're checking your email, I'm talking about instead of logging in online to the web, you would open a program, okay? Uh, and what Thunderbird lets you do, it, uh, it lets you connect multiple email accounts. So, like, you might have a Gmail account, you might have, you know, a Hotmail, you might have a Yahoo account. You have all these accounts, and they can be connected. You can do the same thing with Outlook, uh, but Gmail and Thunderbird get along a lot better, uh, and it's, I think, a lot quicker. Uh, I like the way it, way it works. You can have both of them installed. Um, but uh, Thunderbird is, is a good one to try if you're looking for an email client. You know, if you're, because a lot of times people, when they check their email, they'll log, they'll open up a web browser, open Internet Explorer or something, and log in to, say, Hotmail. But you can actually have a program that already 
logs it in and downloads your mail in a nice uh, readable uh, format there. Um, the other thing about uh, email clients is it allows you to take your email with you. So if you don't have an internet connection, uh, it's going to be hard to check your email through a web-based email. But if you have one of these clients, it will download your email to your computer and you can, you can check it there. Right. Um, Thunderbird does, as far as I know, does not. Um, you could, you. I don't think you can get on any of the uh, Mac devices, but certainly on computers, you can have it have it installed. Um, and it, it's a great way to keep email synchronized. You can even set it up so that when you write an email at home, you send an email. It shows sent on the web interface and also shows sent on your computer at work. So you, it's all sync, you can set it up so it's all synchronized together. Uh, Photoshop can be expensive. I don't know if you've ever had to purchase uh, any of the Adobe products. They can be up to two, three thousand dollars for license. Okay. Um, I like Adobe, but I don't like their prices. They make really good uh, software and there are some uh, companies that'll uh, sell you the Adobe software at a discount, especially for nonprofits, but you're usually looking at hundreds of dollars anyways. Um, Adobe Photoshop, uh, a free replacement uh, is called GIMP. You can just Google that, but it's, it's, I would say it's not quite as powerful as Photoshop, uh, but it, does, it can do a lot of the same things. If you've got somebody who knows Photoshop, they can probably figure out uh, GIMP to do uh, some pretty good, it's pretty powerful, uh, image editing uh, program. Uh, Microsoft Visio, anybody use Visio? Make diagrams, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty good, pretty powerful program for making diagrams. That too costs money. There's a program called Dia, uh, I think that's how you, you say it. Um, that's an open source program. I use it, especially for my network diagrams. It, it works uh, make really well. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a pain because if you have the old version, the new version of Excel, you can't find anything. Yeah, I know. They, they switch it around, don't they? Yeah. Um, I, I got an app on an iPad that's part of something. Mm -hmm. But will this do, can you do like a building layout with that? You can with Dia. Because I've never heard of it and I was going to check You it. can. Yep. And then uh, WinZip or Zip. Um, you may not know what a zip file is. Basically, if you have a bunch of files, and you have 100 files and you're trying to send them to somebody, you don't want to have to attach each and every one of those files to an email. So one of the alternatives is, well, you can use Dropbox or something, but uh, one of the other ideas that you could do is you could uh, do what's called zipping them up, combining them all into one file. Uh, and uh, what these programs do is they will combine the files into one file and then uh, they compress it so it takes up less room so it sends quicker. Because um, a lot of times in files, a lot of the information is the same. And so the, these programs are smart and know how to compress it and where the duplicated information is. And they can reduce and make it, make it uh, easy to send. And then uh, WinZip, it's not really that expensive, but I like uh, 7-Zip. There's PZip. Uh, there's all different zip free ones out there that you can use uh, for that. Uh, those are just some ideas. Uh, there's, there's a whole list of other ones. If you just Google open source and you type open source alternative for and you type the name of the program, they'll, they'll usually have uh, something, that you can, uh, something that you can use. All right, we are uh, just about done here. Uh, just want to go over the packet here. Uh, I'm going to skip to the last slide here. Um, the uh, resource packet I gave you has a list of a lot of the software that I talked about. It has some additional ones. There's more out there. This is by no means a complete list, but it's a good place to start just to try some different things. And then uh, the last few pages, uh, there's some uh, keyboard uh, shortcuts um, because one of the other tips, especially if you're using the same program every day, instead of clicking, everything, use keyboard shortcuts. Um, a lot of the programs have, well, all of them pretty much have them built in already, 
uh, keyboard shortcuts. Uh, programs like uh, Excel, uh, they might use Excel a lot. There's pretty much every single key has a shortcut to it. It's like every single key on the keyboard. Uh, and learning those, learning the functions that you'll use, uh, that you use a lot, can save you a lot of time because it helps you so that you don't have to be clicking on things and using up you know, a couple seconds of time trying to find the, find the item. All right. All right, so we need to wrap up here in a few minutes. Uh, so uh, are there any questions out there? Is that text-to-speech on Excel that program? Yeah, um, well, I guess, yeah. Um, in here, there's one slide that didn't, uh, probably go back here. Um, Excel text-to-speech, uh, don't have time to go over it too much. Um, but basically, what you can do, you can have a list of cells, and you can have Excel read it to you. So it's very, what's, what's very useful for if you are an accountant, you're looking at lots of numbers, you can print out a page or whatever you're going to reference, and you can select the cells that you want it to read to you, and it will actually speak them to you. And it makes it so you don't have to do the ADD thing, switching back and forth. You can, uh, you can just look at your paper and, you know, with your pen and check off the things. I use it. It's pretty, it's pretty nifty. It's built in. You do have to add it to the task, to the toolbar. It's built into from 2007 on. So, um, yeah. All right, any questions? I don't want to, I'm going to stick around afterwards. I just have a question. Everybody's computer after a while starts slowing down because resources, viruses, all the different mm -hmm. And there's so many different software programs out there to fix your PC. Yes. Is there anything that you would recommend? Yes. I fix a lot of computers. Um, the question was uh, software recommendations for uh, fixing a slow computer, uh, keeping it in uh, good shape. Uh, one of the tools I like uh, is called Malware Antibytes. If you're on a Windows machine, uh, Macs I don't really have problems with. Um, and if you run Linux, maybe you don't know what Linux is. Um, malware Antibytes. There is... Uh, if you just type in malware antibytes into Google, it'll, it's like the first thing. M A L W A R E. Malware uh, anti. Malware. I think it's malware. I say it so many times, uh, brain dead there. Um, that's one tool uh, that I use that'll clean up any malware. Any like if you're getting a lot of like when you're browsing the web, you're getting the toolbar that's. You've got a toolbar you can't get rid of, or you know, it just seems slow. That's a good place to start. Uh, that usually, I'd say that 90% of the time, that solves the issue. So, but I'd be happy to talk to you more afterwards if you're. I fix a lot of computers. <laughs> I fix a couple every week at least. So.